Welcome to this episode of the Million Dollar Mastermind. I'm Larry Wydell, and before we get started, if you want to know exactly how to win again and again, go to wydellonwinning.com forward slash webinar now to watch something I've put together for you. Now let's get going into this episode of Million Dollar Mastermind. I'm here with Joe Ward, and we're having fun talking about winning and the advantages to you from continuing to move forward in your career in learning, understanding, and uh, exposing yourself to other winners. And so welcome back, Joe. Awesome. Listen, it's been great. It's been, uh, been a lot of fun for me. And uh, one of the things that I would, uh, you know, we last time we were talking about the advantage of the better you and clearer you get at seeing things, you can reach more people. And that means of the people you're talking to, more of them can be successful or they can be as successful as if they're capable, you know, of X, you know, let's just say on a scale of 10, you know, they come in as a two, we all come in as duds because we don't know anything. Mm -hmm. But if their potential is seven out of 10, you help them reach that seven. And then maybe some of them, they really want it, can go on and become eight or nines. You don't know, but you can help most of them be successful. And uh, here's the other advantage of that. And I wanted to wait before I put this in front of you. <laughs> that insight, seeing your business clearly, you talked in the last episode about the most important thing and focusing on the most important thing. What the light bulb for me about that was, we all know the eight, the Pareto principle or Pareto principle, 80-20 rule, 20% of the people do 80% of the work, 20% of the activity gets 80% of the results. But what I've always, always focused on, I don't know where it came from, but I always focus on the 20% of the 20%, you know, because I got 24 hours in the day, Right. how can I focus on something that's going to make all the other dominoes, you know, the Archimedes principle. If you can focus in, it's like, you don't just aim at the target, you aim at the bullseye in the target. And then if you miss, you've got a margin, a great margin for error. We talk about, you know, bow hunting. My son and I have always done bow hunting and uh, mainly because of him, you know, he was only interested in archery coming up, but in archery, uh, especially in hunting, you aim at a spot. Like if it's deer, you don't aim at like the front of the deer or the head or the lungs or the back. You aim at a hair mm. on the deer. You know, you lock in your concentration. And they have this phrase uh, he was saying the other day. You know, I was, we were, we remind ourselves of these things. And he said, you know, the, uh, someone had told him the smaller uh, the target, uh, the smaller the miss, you know, because you know you're in there, and uh, uh, the point is that if you focus, the more you focus in on one spot, exactly what do you want to have happen today? And you referred to that earlier, like what is the point? And I was going to tell you, like with meditation, meditation never made, meant anything to me. It's like, what am I going to think about? You know, I want to think about this i'm gonna sit in a room and empty myself and have black uh blackness in my mind and then uh the bible says don't just cast out demons you know 
out of a house because then seven worse will come in. You know, you you, you want to put some good thoughts in your head, Absolutely. and that's what you're doing with reading ten positive pages a day. You know, and exposure is like, well, if I'm meditating, how can I make that? And then finally, it came to me: pray, you idiot, connect with Absolutely. God. <laughs> you know, read the scripture. You know, have a quiet time, but have a focus to the quiet time, and that is, I'm not just going to. You know, there's all kind of spiritism and mystical, this, that, and the other that's nonsense. But, you know, there is a creator. And, uh, you know, he made himself pretty well known. And so there is a Bible. And uh, depending on what you believe, that's what I believe. And why don't I just focus on that? And then focus on that, that line of communication. Now I have a purpose to the meditation. Right. The, the, the concept that you were sharing now, about two years ago, uh, I started working with Frank Dillon, um, right. also in our industry and in, in our, com our company. Um, and it, it was basically, I, I did the exact same thing, Larry. I sought uh, Frank out. He's another multi-million dollar earner uh, in, our, in your organization um, right. with our company. Uh, and I sought him out um, because here was my thought process. I knew I needed... Uh, to grow a massive uh, base shop over a long period of time uh, to be able to perpetuate, uh, you know, the growth, uh, this next wave within my organization. And uh, in all you know, depictions in my own mind, um, I felt like he had done that the best of anybody in the last, let's say, 20 years um, over a long period of time. And he gave me, reminded me, confirmed with me, the very concept that you're sharing. And it is, now let me go back to what you said a little bit earlier to give the difference. Um, because you really got two organizations you've got you've to kind of navigate at the same time. You have um, your, uh, think of it as in uh, uh, starters and subs. I got that from Ivan Earl. And so you already talked about that one. And that is, your people that are just good people, but they're, they're, they're probably not going to be transcendent leaders inside your organization, but boy, are they important. Um, and the thing with them is, and this is a term that just kind of popped into my head by what you said, my job is to get maximum performance efficiency out of them. Help them to be the best they can be for them. What are they here for? They're only here to make an extra three, four, five hundred dollars a month. Unbelievable. I'm going to show you how to do that. Um, and you're going to be a part of a great team while you're doing it. But that's not going to get you big ever by any stretch of the imagination. But I know a lot of young leaders inside our industry that don't do a good job at cultivating those people. Because those people are going to keep you afloat. They're going to keep you in business. They're going to keep you propelling forward while you're waiting on that transcendent leader. Now, as those people come in to get, the concept is to get big, you must get small, real small. And this is what Frank helped me with. And what he did was, is he taught me to take a small percentage of the organizations, the one that you have identified as your next vice presidents, the ones that have the goodies, they're showing up, they're plugging in. They don't have to be tremendous performers. They just have to have the will 
and the plug-in factor, and they're trying, right? Everybody wants a, a superstar leader, but you don't want to grow them and help develop them. But to, for you to grow and develop them, you've got to set them aside. You, you mentioned spiritually, and we were talking from Christianity standpoint, well, there are a few billion Christians all over the world, but, but, but Christ only trained 12. He and of kept, that he had his and out of that he had his inner circle of uh, three. Three. Right. I think that was uh Matthew, Peter, James, John, and John and James. Yeah, Peter, James, and John. Peter, James, and John. Absolutely. So there is the concept that you are talking about. And so I did that um now about two and a half years ago, um, from Frank's instruction. And here's what uh he told me at that time, and using our own industry terms. I'm doing uh, 25 or 30,000 in life insurance premium a month inside my base shop. He told me, make those changes. Let's get a group of about five to seven leaders. You deal directly with them, uh, you know, about three times a week. Uh, and he said within, this is what he told me. He said, inside four months, you'll be back at 100,000. And yeah. I didn't believe him, but I trusted him based on you know his track record uh, right. and and we did that and if i be gosh darn four months later we did a hundred two months later we did a hundred and seven uh inside my base from the very how did concept, that compare how did that compare to some of the biggest numbers you've done before that was the wow. largest base shop month i have ever had and so um, you went from getting started and implementing the new thing to the biggest training center numbers you'd ever have absolutely had. and and you know what and it really had to do with you got big by you, getting small absolutely small and with a focus of who you focused on right absolutely and my message was very clear because i had receptor people right. one of the things that happen with people as they're trying to get big is that their message is falling on deaf ears because they're spreading their message way too, they're casting too far of a net, right? They right. need to get way more focused, right? And, right? and so their message, see, I'm always telling my team that there is energy exchange from a leadership level and for those that are trying to become leaders, energy exchange. I give of my energy, my information and knowledge. You return that back to me. You fill my cup back up with what? Growth and production. So when I'm out here, if I'm building an organization and I'm giving, giving, giving of my energy, information and knowledge to way too many people, it's not coming back in terms of growth and right. production. Yeah. Well, now I start to get depressed or my energy level goes down, my stores become empty. And now all of a sudden, I stopped the message where the message was not the problem. It was the receiver of the message. Right. Hey, listen, there's a lot of information online, but there aren't a lot of people who have actually done something. In my case, I've actually built a successful business that's accrued over $5 billion in assets under management and has done well even during trying times.
Now, if you want to know exactly how I've done this, go to whiteellenwinning.com forward slash webinar now. I've compressed a decade of learning into five short weeks just for those of you who want to give yourself an incredible advantage and are tired of waiting and watching others move up. Right. I used to tell our, our guys, I said, you know, because I was pretty blunt, but uh, I said, there's two kind of people, producers and parasites. And <laughs> I said, you're here. I said, you're, you're in here. I'm speak. You're taking up space. You're breathing my air in my training center. I, I'm I'm projecting. Now you got to pay me back. You got to go to work. And you know you. And if you don't, you're a parasite. You're a black hole. We don't need any black holes. You don't build a business with a black hole. You don't build a business with a parasite. Now some people are super productive. Some people are a little productive. But the thing is, everybody's got to be active. You know, everybody got to do some of the things that allow them to get lucky, if nothing else, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you can because if you're busy, you can get lucky. But if you sit and and you can always tell there's an excitement level with people who work and make an effort. You don't even know where their numbers are. When you see them, you can tell they've been working because right. they've been having experiences. They've been meeting people. They've been having eye-opening uh, things happen in their mind. They're moving. And you could just sit, like you talked about the energy, you can sense that energy. Uh, you might find this interesting, but it'll be out sometime uh, soon. But last week I was talking to my buddy, John Clendenin, who's a ski hall of fame guy. I've and talked uh, about it before. Well, we find Chase John down because <laughs> he's all, you know, he's all, always busy. But uh, uh, he was talking about uh, how he's expanding his school and he was getting ready to go to a meeting with his key instructors. And, you know, he made the point, you know, he's always meeting and spending time and getting input and everything with him. But he's growing his bit from being able to spend his time with them. He's been able to open up schools in Steamboat and uh, Vail and Breckenridge and, uh, you know, wherever, you know, out in Tahoe, you know, and uh, these uh, ski, the ski industry has been consolidated among like two major behemoth type companies. And uh, so, you know, the same company, if you break in and you get into Vail, uh, you know, you can, you know, the people who can get you into Heavenly out in uh uh, Tahoe, you know, Lake Tahoe. And, and so he's, but you can't expand if you don't have the people to go out there and run the program. But he said what he, so he's got these people, but they've got to run this program that he has. He's got a very simple, but he's very precise about the words he uses. He only has a few of them, but he said, there's like 10, 20 things behind each word. You got to understand it and you've got to make sure you don't turn an instructor loose on the hill uh, out there doing something because they rotate classes from day to day with instructors. And he said, you want the people to hear the mess, same message right. from different instructors every day. So it has a chance of getting through to everybody, you know, but Larry, said, that is in, a, in our industry, Larry, that is a field trainer perspective, and it is the right. it is the most crucial component to building the environment uh, for a big organization that those individuals eventually become vice presidents. It's probably the one of the most important things. 
that I have focused on in my career is getting those field trainers to be on the same you know, sheet of music that I am on, right? right. It just reminds me of uh, what Shane Rubin used to say, that you can have, a, uh, you know, 10 superstar leaders, but they're all running different systems. Give me 10 mediocre leaders, but they're all on the same system, on the same page. And he said, I'll beat you, beat you badly every single time. And I've always kind of approached my uh, business from the same perspective of, of the gentleman you are talking about, that as long as I can get my field trainers right, everything else is going to take care of itself. And that goes back to the point that we were making is that you spend your time. If there's a message we're trying to send out to people, spend your time with your field trainers slash full timers, because number one, that's where your first level of, uh, of your number one level of effectiveness is going to be. And number two, that is where your future lies. Your future doesn't lie in your entire organization. If you've got 100 people showing up on your various meetings or whatever the case may be, there's only 10 or 12 of them. That's the actual business. Those people, you need to be in their consciousness, in their mind. Side note, going back to distractions from an earlier one, you need to be in their lives. Well, the payoff you get is as you build a business, you know, it's like the e-myth. It's you want to make sure you're building a business that'll run if you're not there. And if you're not doing what we're talking about here, all you're doing is giving yourself a job. Now, it's Absolutely. hard for all of us to get to the point where we realize we don't have to do it all, you know, because we the more you do something, you get really good at it and you think I'm indispensable. And it's like, you which know, is not which is not right. It's not you know, good. <laughs> like even on the big hitter call, you know, in the beginning, I would call the guests. I would set the appointment. I'd send them the number. I did everything. I would read the announcements. I would do this, that, and the other. I went on for years. You know, right, I got to do right. it. I got to be, it's me, me, me. So anyway, uh, you know, Bill Arender got me thinking. He said, you know, this is, you got to have, this has got to continue. If something happens to you too important to the company, uh, you got to be thinking about how to set this up. This can continue if you're not around. And so I thought, well, I'd get Adam involved, you know, because, uh, you know, I've tried a variety of things, but Adam is, you know, works with me in the business. But I said, mm -hmm. I literally thought to myself, well, what can I get him to do? You know, <laughs> and then, I, you know, when you, you, you said, I need to like, this is their thing about getting in that space, you know, and uh, I've got to get in the space where it can get done if I don't do it. And see, that's what John Clendenin is doing with his ski instructors, because this goes back to the statement you made earlier. It's not important that you do it. It's important that it gets done. Empower, and so I would say empower others, get big. Right. And, so, and I was like that, too. Listen, a lot of your yeah. a lot of your listeners, too. There's something unique about strong entrepreneurial leaders. We're also control freaks. So you have to fight that what is actually a positive within you, but it's an operational long-term hazard, right? You got to let go of the reins and allow other people to take 
responsibility so that they can spread their wings and fly. As I built a business, it was always very important to me that I was the type of leader or quote unquote manager that allowed entrepreneurs to be entrepreneurs. I was never the person, Larry, that said, hey, you got to show up at the office at this time and make calls from this time to this time. Then you can take lunch and then you can have, uh, you know, this and, uh, you know, do interviews at this time and that time. Go have dinner with your friends. Listen, if I'm talking to the right person, they, they're an entrepreneur. They don't want another job. They're going to figure it out. I just need to give them the framework and what the expectations are. Then they are supposed to figure out how to make that happen on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. But you see these leaders that, that are overbearing in terms of their leadership style. But what you see generationally on that, Larry is they don't have big leaders. Now, we know these leaders in our industry. They're, they're great leaders. They make a lot of money. But when you look at their organizations, Larry, they don't have what you have and what I'm trying to build, which are transcendent leaders that if something happened to me tomorrow, it wouldn't, it wouldn't change my business in the slightest. Now, that doesn't take anything away from me. It means I set a foundation where leaders can be as good as they want to be and operate within the system that we provided. Well, and the thing is, I would add to that, Joe, is you start with, you teach them meticulously the fundamentals. Yes. And then you get, you know, once they got the fundamentals, now it's a matter of doing something with them. They're never going to know the fundamentals until they do something with it. So then you give the framework and the expectations. And now we say, little bird, fly, you know, get out of the nest and flap those wings, you know, and uh, those wings are never going to develop unless you uh, challenge them. And so uh, what I was going to say about Clinton and his, he broke his ankle to where he couldn't even be on the mountain. And then he's had, you know, like five operations. But the deal is, we never know when we're going to break an ankle. You know what right. I'm saying? We never know when we're going to be knocked out of action. And so you want to work as fast as possible to turn your operationally, your business to where it all comes from you. Well, that's where it's got to start. You know, you only got one employee, you. But as quickly as possible, you want to integrate some new people in. And what I was going to point out to you, we diverted, <laughs> as we always do. Uh, but uh, when you see clear yourself, you develop, your, not only can you train better, but you can see clear what is the most important activity and build your system around that and know you can kind of assume the other things will work out with a little bit bits and pieces of your time or hire someone right. to do that. Cause that's not that important, but you have your eye on the ball of the most important thing. And you can build a system that will allow even average ordinary people to do it. Cause you break it down in like an assembly line type thing. That was a genius of Henry Ford that he made. In fact, they say all part, Part of the thing about a genius, so he'll unravel a complex issue into simple parts and break it down where you can assign little pieces to just ordinary people who don't understand. No way they could understand all 80 steps, but they can do these eight. And if they do these eight and the next person do those eight, they don't need to know any. And they can be phenomenally successful 
doing that. And so that's the other advantage of what you're turning yourself into as you drive yourself to improve and uh, get clear in understanding your role as a leader, how things work. And, uh, you know, the benefits cascade. They're cascading benefits, uh, not only in training, but even in building and running your systems. And so thanks so much, Joe. This has been incredible. If you enjoyed what you've heard and are dead serious about finding out for yourself exactly how this works in the real world, I've taken the most valuable business lessons I've learned over 40 years and put them into something for you to watch. Go to whiteellenwinning.com forward slash webinar now in order to move up as fast as possible. I'm Larry Whitell, and I run the Million Dollar Mastermind. Go, go, go.